Well, welcome back to an episode of Just My Thoughts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Just My Thoughts. Today's special guest is Aerie Spears. You might recognize him from Mad TV, where he was the second longest serving member of the Mad TV series. He's been in movies such as The Pest, Out of Sync, and Jerry Maguire. Well, let's get right into it. Mr. Aerie Spears, how you doing today, man? What's good, brother? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. So I've been listening to your podcast, man, and I know you talk a lot about Patrice O'Neill. I just want to ask you, what are your top five comedians all time? It's a little hard to answer because I always say that there's the Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. which is today's comedian, and then there's the Mount Olympus, which is a God comedian. Right. So as far as who's on the Mount Olympus, Eddie Murphy, Richard Cryer, Red Fox, Bill Cosby. And as far as comedians today, Dave Chappelle, the late, great Patrice O'Neill. Tommy Davidson, and Bill Burr. How did you get your start, man? How did you know that you were going to be one of the greats? Well, I would never I would never title myself as one of the greats because I don't believe that I'm one of the greats. I like to be in the ballpark. I like to be in the, in the conversation. When you talk about guys like Patrice, Dave, Bill Burr, Tommy Davidson, Cat Williams, and whoever else you might throw in there. Uh, but I never considered myself one of the greats. Uh, are there any myths about your profession that you want to debunk right now? Is it is it hard to to start out as a comedian? Does the money come right away? Just just anything that you know you listen to people talk about that you think is not true about your profession? Well, I don't think you should make any assumptions in anything because right. this business is so unpredictable. Whatever they tell you is. The general rule in terms of when you make it, how you make it, what constitutes success, all of that is subjective. Success means different things to different people. No one else can define your happiness other than you. It's all a different opinion in terms of what constitutes success and making it. When you was in the movie The Pest, I thought you was hilarious. I realized that you're a comic that tell the truth. And when you tell the truth, you might ruffle a couple of feathers. Do you think in any way that hurt your career by telling the truth? If you think it did, do you think you should change or just remain the truth teller that you are? Well, absolutely, I think it hurt my career. It depends on what constitutes success for you. It constitutes what means something to you in terms of how you live your life. I'm a firm believer in telling the truth. And all the greatest comedians who ever did comedy told the truth. But obviously, we live in a different climate now in terms of wokeness, in terms of political correctness. I'm a firm believer in standing your ground. If telling the truth has hurt my career or has delayed my success in terms of where I know I should be versus where I actually am, so be it. But I'm willing to ride this out until the wheels fall off because I believe in my stand. I feel you, man. I feel you. I had a CD of yours. That's when you was doing the LL Cool J uh, the DMXs, the Jay-Zs. Right. When did you find out that you were so good at doing these voices? I mean, you know, it's just something I was, I'd always been able to do uh-huh. since being young. Probably when I was 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. That's dope, man. Because I and personally, my favorites are DMX, Paul Mooney, and uh, LL. I think those are hilarious, man. Thank you. 
I was doing some research on you, man, and it says that you started being a comedian at uh, age 14. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. It says that your first stand-up was doing impersonations at Uptown Comedy Club in Harlem. Yeah. How was that? You know, I was young and wet behind the edge, getting my first taste on stage. So I was too young to understand the concept of material development. And when a lot of great material comes, life experience. So I had lived life at 14 years old, the way I've lived life now at 45. Nonetheless, you dive into the deep end head first and you learn from there. So I've also done some research and it says that your mother was in the music business. She was a jazz singer. Do you think that had anything to do with your talent? It's one thing doing the voices, but the lyrics that you come with when you're doing the Jay-Z's or you're doing uh, the DMX's, do you think that your mother being in music helped you? Absolutely. It's one thing to capture somebody's voice. It's another thing to capture their cadence, their essence, their rhythm, their speak pattern, hit their notes. So because I think my mother was music, some of that is hereditary in me. I'm musically inclined, so some of that definitely helped me. But not everybody has that background. You know, I don't know if APR Crockett or Jay Farrow have people in their life that was involved in music. So some of it is hereditary. Some of it is just a, an unexplained gift that people have. So I see that you were the second longest serving member on the Mad TV series. How was your experience right. working with Mad TV, man? I mean, you know, it was a great experience. You know, it, it, it definitely brought me fame and success that I hadn't had before. Working with a great ensemble cast like Deborah Wilson and Will Sasso and Nicole Sullivan, Michael McDonald, Frank Caliendo, Mo Collins, Phil Lamar, Stephanie Weir. It was all a teaching experience. Because, you know, when you come up with a great class of people, you learn from each other. But I, I, I think the unfortunate reality is Mad TV was never held at the same level at Saturday Night Live. But depending on who you talk to, a lot of people would say that we were better than them. We were funnier than them. And that's all well and good. It's a great compliment. But unfortunately, based on the industry standards, we never got the respect that I think we deserved that the people on SNL got. Starting out on Mad TV and then having a recording role on A Different World, and then you went to The Pest, Out of Sync, Jerry Maguire. Like, do you think that being as good as you are, as good as you was on Mad TV, do you think that helped you get on these different movies? I don't know that one had anything to do with the other, because they all felt like isolated incidents. Right. I was fortunate enough to get them, and whatever impact they made, is what the impact they made. What are some resources that you think helped you along the way to get where you are today? Weed and vodka. What advice can you give to up and coming comedians? I would just say stick with it. If it's really true in your heart and you really believe in it and it's really your passion, I would say stick with it. I would wish this business upon no one. This is a very harsh business. It's a very political business. It's a racist business. It's a fucked up business, and it's a business that'll beat you up and eat at your heart and your soul and your mind, and it'll lead you to depression. It'll lead you to possible self-medication, and if you're strong enough to stick with it and rise above all of that, then hopefully that's your payday. But on top of not knowing, on top of no certainty, this is an evil business, man, and I wouldn't wish it on nobody. 
because it beats at your soul and your spirit. Well, I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately, man. How did you and Andy hook up? Long story short, he ended up opening up to me about three years ago. And he ultimately asked me if he could be my regular feature. I said, yes, we have been working together on the road for about a year. And then he hit me with the idea of doing a podcast. And I said yes to that too. The rest is kind of history. How do you like podcasting so far? I love it. It's probably one of the very few platforms where you can kind of be yourself and say what you want to say, hopefully, without consequences and retribution. But again, because of this political correctness, woke climate that we live in, it even challenges that. But I'm 46 years old. I'm a firm believer in sticking to what I believe in and the truth and my convictions about how I feel. Whether or not that ultimately leads to my success or further demise, mm -hmm. I don't know but I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on it. I saw on your Instagram that you actually posted a video of you being uh, emotional about the Derek Chauvin conviction. Now, when I was listening to your podcast, you had mentioned that you thought that he was going to get off. And I know that you're not the only person that felt like that because I thought the same thing. You know, we've seen all these different young black men get murdered and it they got off. What do you think about the other shootings that have went on? Do you think that Derek Chauvin is going to be the guinea pig? And do you think other cops are going to learn from him? You know, that's an interesting question and only time will tell. America always throws black people the bone. And obviously he was supposed to get convicted. He's supposed to go to jail. How much time he gets, I guess that's a big question because it seems like the history of this country is even when they throw us a bone, that sometimes often tends to be an illusion for the moment because ultimately what we need to have happen never happens. I don't know. I hope that what's supposed to happen happens because Lord knows it's more than overdue, but we can't just have one Derek Chauvin be the example. We need to have a thousand Derek Chauvin. And that is wherein lies the problem. So do you have anything that you're working on that you want to plug or, or anything at all? I would just say, please support the podcast. Right. Beards and Steinberg, available on all streaming platforms. Hit me up on my Instagram. I'll send you the link through the DM and just support growth you don't consider yourself one of the greats but i do so many comedians want to be politically correct and they don't want to tell the truth but i respect you because that's what you do you are you're a real nigga i wish you continued success man well i appreciate it brother god bless all love baby all right peace button, comment, and subscribe.